Hello, my fellow Extraordinary Americans. My name is Cosmos Dar, and this is Extraordinary America. What is Extraordinary America? Well, you see, America has always been about freedom, opportunity, and the pursuit of happiness. However, most Americans are not free when it comes to the financial front. Most Americans are suffering from financial slavery due to loss of jobs, stagnant wages, inflation, and debt. Wealth and income inequality is the norm now, and the middle class has all but disappeared. So Extraordinary America is about the abolition of financial slavery. It is about the financial freedom of the 99%. It is about the nation of immigrants and the descendant of immigrants restoring the extraordinary within themselves and setting themselves free. The path to financial freedom is through financialist education. It is through becoming entrepreneurs and investors on the light side. In this podcast, I interview fellow Americans who fought against the odds. Many of them came from humble beginnings to see how they did it. It is my hope through these interviews that the extraordinary within you shall awaken and that you will abolish financial slavery from your life and realize the American dream. Once again, welcome to Extraordinary America. Hello, my fellow extraordinary Americans. Welcome back to the show. For today's guest, we have Tia Christie. Tia Christie is an entrepreneur, author, speaker, and a personality and tips expert in health and beauty through radio, television, and print. In 2012, she launched her blog site, tipsfromtia.com, which at one point had reached over 1 million unique visitors and 80,000 plus subscribers and followers on social media. Tia and her Tips from Tia have been featured in podcasts, radio, and television. She had her start in radio. She was initially hired to run a studio board. However, after four days of answering a simple question on air from the morning show host, she was given her own night show in Atlantic City that started many adventures for her over the years across the country, working in different markets and genres. She was an on-air producer for the number one rated morning show in Philadelphia. She's also the nighttime host for the top-rated station in Seattle. With over 20 years of experience, Tia has worked with artists and celebrities throughout the years, conducting interviews and announcing headlining artists for sold-out arenas. She has also taught radio and production in Washington, D.C. for CSB. Tia has been featured on places like iHeartRadio, Daily Times, CBS, Viacom, and TEDx. I believe that Tia is an extraordinary American, and that is why I've invited her as a guest to the show. Tia, are you there? Yes, hi. Hi, Cosmo. Hi, Tia. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So, Tia, uh, I know that you're an entrepreneur, you're an author, you're a writer, and you've been on radio. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, your background, and how you got started? Sure. I mean, wow, you gave such a great rundown. I'm like, wow, I did all those things. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I've been a radio personality for quite a long time. and I also, you know, I also have been a writer. I, you know, I started with the school newspaper in fifth grade, you know, and then um, just kind of built up from there. I ended up going to like the local newspaper and then kind of got some national uh, writing stuff and started doing magazines. And then I developed Tips from Tia back in 2012, which was um, it was kind of a very unique story how I started that, um, but it, it, to my surprise, it, it was definitely something that people needed, and um, I, it was very, very well received. Too. Uh, I'm still, I'm still shocked how well received it was. It's yeah. definitely something I'm going to ask you about uh, later in the interview about tips from Tia.com because I was when I looked at the website, I was really intrigued by it and how it just provides like proper advice for for things. So. Uh, but before I get there, I wanted to ask you, Tia, what was your overall uh, strategic vision goal for your life, like throughout the years, that, uh, throughout your career? Okay, well, that's easy. I mean, we we plan to be the Martha Stewart of chips, you know, where we want to become that number one source uh, for, you know, life hacks and uh, natural alternatives. But um, yeah, I see uh, with tips from Tia, I see that going. Um, to great levels where, you know, we'll eventually have like product line 
um, hopefully in, you know, local Walmarts and Targets and different things like that. So, you know, there's there's a process to get there, but, you know, the vision I mean, is pretty it's clear. Called, it's called basically the entrepreneurial process, right? Like you're basically, yes. it's all about, it's all about figuring out how to grow and scale, scale things. Yes, yes. And uh, being able to pivot, you know, there's there's no straight line to where where we're trying to go, but um, you know, there's there's a lot of great things in the works and a lot of great people behind it. So um, I'm hoping, you know, the goal is in five years to to have a product line in the stores. So so Tia, what is like the motivating factor or the why that got you to start on your career path in the first place over all these years? And what was your, what is the thing that you're passionate about most that made you go forward with all of this? Well, I think uh, many entrepreneurs feel this way. It's definitely about helping people. Um, my why, especially for, you know, tips from Tia is um, to reduce everyday stresses for people um, by, by showing them life hacks, um, natural alternatives to different things. Um, and simplify everyday lifestyle problems that people face that can really bog down the mind um, and cause major stress. I am a big advocate. Um, I'm sure you saw my, my TEDx, but uh, I'm a big advocate of reducing stress. And I I know that the average person out there nowadays is totally stressed out. So. Oh my God. Don't even get me started on that. It's just been like a stress, a stress fest altogether, like all over the nation and just like all over the world as well. Like people are just so stressed out all the time in general. Oh yeah. I mean, there are so many people that probably have never heard of the word burnout before until the pandemic. And now everybody's like, oh, I don't want to get burned out. And I'm like, oh, honey, you're like, you might have already had it. But um, yeah, if I can if I can help eliminate some of that stress for people, I, I so badly want to be able to alleviate that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's 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 one of the things that uh, is influencing a lot of people today. It's just stress, right? There's a lot of different programs out there to, re- to reduce it. Like some people even suggest yoga meditation or just like having like a slower breath but overall well yeah you're right about that right well i was gonna say for for anybody that has not seen my TED talk, it's so important to know what kind of stressor you are are you a frazzler or are you a silent stressor and knowing which one you are and some sometimes you teeter can you can you elaborate a little bit about like what are those two types of sure yeah okay so the frazzler is like yeah, you know, the person that, that gets stressed out over everything and has to express it. Um, and they have the ability to stress out all those around them. <laughs> uh, where the silent stressor kind of stressing, you know, they suffer in silence and they keep everything bottled in. And, you know, they, they keep a smile on their face and they just say whatever to a lot of things. But um, internally, they have a lot of pinned up energy and stress going on. And so between the two of them, you know, there's different forms of how to handle the stress because, you know, like the point that I make is how many times, excuse me, how many times do you see uh, a a frazzler meditating? Like it's it's not going to happen. But then like a silent stressor only meditates on the problems. So you kind of like flip the switch and say, okay, silent stressors, get out there, take action, you know, take it to the sidewalk do a run, um, get active where frazzlers, you know, learn to learn to meditate, you know, and do quiet time and reflect in, in silence and really look inward to try to help alleviate some of those problems. I mean, there's much more that goes into it, but you know, that's a little, that's a little cliff note to get you started. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would, I would definitely consider myself the, the latter type, right? Like I sometimes hold it all uh, in or I would just like try to just breathe slow and just try to like get it all out somewhere somewhere by like going on a walk or something but yeah, yeah. different people have different ways of uh of like dealing with stress but I feel like in today's world it's pretty it's pretty hard you know because it's just it such a, it's such a fast-paced world like there's so much things going so many things going on it's not like how it was back in the ancient times where they people had more time it's it's a fast-paced environment Oh yeah, and back in in old times, you know, you 
there were times where you had to sit, you know, and, and just reflect. And, you know, obviously, like, you know, we get daylight savings and, you know, in the wintertime, it, it gets dark a whole lot sooner. That was that was time where they didn't have electricity. They didn't have devices that were constantly keeping them going and using up green power. It was, you know, when the sun went down, you kind of just had family time and then you went to bed and you you slept and then woke up when the sun came up. And, you know, it, there's so much pressure on it to go and continue and give more than we have. So it's, it's really important nowadays to replenish and recharge yourself and find ways to do that in a proper manner instead of, you know, um, a lot of people will say, oh, well, I'm going to take a me day and they'll go shopping. It's it's not about going on a shopping spree. It's about, you know, replenishing that love, that self-care back in yourself so you, you have more to give. You know, people are grumpy because they're pushed to the mats. And when you're pushed to the mats, you're going to break. No, totally, Tia. So, Tia, uh, when it comes to, let's say, financial freedom and trying to be free through entrepreneurship, a lot of times people that are starting like a new business, they go through a lot of stress. So what would, what, in your experience, what is the biggest lesson you learned throughout your years in overall when it comes to like just like trying to like scale a business and also also like handling the stress while doing so? Because it is pretty stressful to a lot of people. Oh, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not for entrepreneurship, not for the faint of heart. Seriously. Um, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of pressure that goes on and, um, consistency, I think is the number one lesson that I learned since consistency is key with everything. So, um, especially from like my standpoint, uh, building like this website, um, you know, I, if I take a break, you know, even for a couple of days, that's that's readership that I'm losing. That's you know that's followers that I'm losing, uh, sponsors that I'm losing. So you know it's consistency really is important, and especially the line of work that I do. Um, but also, you know, we live in such uh, an instant gratification society. You know, which means that also people look for instant results in everything that we do. I mean. You know, you, you put dinner in the microwave and it's done in, you know, two minutes. Um, well, it, honestly, sad to say, like when you're building a business, it doesn't work that way. You can't just, you know, say, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And then bam, it happens. Um, it takes it takes a lot of time and effort and um, care and cultivation. And you, you have to, you know, there's this, people always you know, go back to the farmer and, you know, you got to sow the seeds and you got to harvest and, you know, you got to do these things in a timely manner and you can't rush the process or you're not going to get, you're not going to produce the fruit or the crop. So with business, I think it's the same thing. You know, yeah, there are, there are ways to kind of catapult ahead in, in certain aspects, finding the right people to kind of guide you in that is so super important. But, um, you know, you can't expect to, you know, come up with an idea and tomorrow it's complete. Now, tomorrow, you know, hopefully you implemented it and you started the process and you're already starting the growing process. It's just not instantaneous like most people think. I see. So, you know, in regards to that, right, a lot of people when they're starting like a business, uh, they're going through all these emotional ups and downs because, you know, when you're when you're doing a business, like there's going to be ups and downs. But uh, in a lot of times, it's pretty stressful to do so. What is your advice to people or listening to this on how to handle their stress levels uh, in terms of like the challenges that they face while they're trying to scale and like make their business successful? Okay. Yeah. Well, breathe. Definitely breathe. <laughs> That'll get so far. Um, yeah. So you got to. You got to take care of yourself. You know, you got to make sure you're eating, you got to make sure you're sleeping. You know, um, we, we hear, you know, most successful people only sleep like four hours a night. Um, me personally, I don't, I don't function anymore on four hours a night. I, I need six to, to really work. Some people, some people need eight, you know, and I'm, yeah, I'm not I, I need eight. I don't know how you're doing it on six. That is, that yeah. is pretty crazy. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, 
yeah, some people are doing it on floor. And I'm just like, hey, honestly, I don't think that that's appropriate because when you're sleeping, that's where your brain is actually growing more brain cells and replenishing. And if you're not, if you're not doing it proper and brain cells die off every day. I mean, I'm, I'm such a nerd when it comes to the brain and everything like that. So uh, just bear with me. That's where a lot of tips come from and the mental health and stuff like that. But it's, um, you know, if you, if your brain cells are just dying off, but you're not sleeping and eating and doing all the right things, you're, you're not replenishing them. That's the stuff that replenishes their cells. So um, no wonder people can't function after four hours of sleep on a, on a steady basis, unless that's what your body is used to and that's what it does. So, you know, what is good for one person is not going to be good for everybody. And I think the number one thing to reduce a lot of stress when starting a business is stop comparing yourself to everybody else. It's, it's not going to do you any good. You got to run your own race in this. And I know there's like a lot of cliches that are being thrown out while I'm saying this, but you know, you really do. You have to, you have to run your own race because um, nobody else can run it for you. And you're obviously not capable of running somebody else's. So Tia, it's really interesting that you mentioned that uh, about like comparing yourself to others. I feel like a lot of people, and I know this is pretty relevant because uh, you've been, you uh, have worked with artists and celebrities over, over a number of years, over, over your career. And a lot of people compare their lives to the lives of artists and celebrities. And they feel like they don't add up or they don't measure up. Like that's the perfect life that they're supposed to live, but they're not able to. But then the reality, they, it overall makes them more depressed, like depressed in general. Like what, what is it? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that's another part of that instant gratification thing that people have is, um, you know, I have been very blessed to work with a lot of artists and celebrities, you know, and, um, you know, I grew up around that world. So, um, you know, I, I've never, I've never been phased by uh, the, the glitz and glamour of it. Um, but I have been very uh, blessed to see the hard work that goes into it. And there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. And, you know, they, they've made it to where they are because they worked hard to get there. And, you know, like, that's not what like the most of people believe. They think that they're like privileged and they just, it just happened just like that. You know, a lot of people think that they're just lucky or they met the right people at the right time. They had the right connections and all, right. and all that. But what, yeah, what so, is the reality? What is the reality so of all funny. that? Yeah, that's so funny. What was, um, I'm going to tell you a story real quick. Uh, I was doing um, we, Firefly in Delaware. It's a, the festival that they have, um, usually summer, early fall. And um, so I was doing a bunch of interviews and, you know, like they have artist village and everything. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I start talking with uh, Adam Carson from AFI. And I said to him, I said, oh, well, you know, everybody's saying like you're this overnight sensation. And he started laughing and he was like, I've been working for 18 years to get here. He was like, I mean, I've been sleepless nights, you know, fights with the wife, you know, like da, 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 da. And he's going on and he was like 18 years overnight success. Yeah. You know, and it was just so funny to see that, um, you know, people People want to show their scars when they've worked that hard to, to get there, you know? So I think it is important for people to understand, like, if you have the determination and the drive and the tenacity, like, you can become what you want to become. But you can't just sit there and, and wish it and dream it and, voila, it happens. You know, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to get there. But if you if you got it in your heart and you, you've got it in your mind and soul, like, you're going to, you can make it. I mean, like it's uh, that it's interesting that we're talking about this because, like you know, uh, extraordinary America is all about you know you got to work hard, you got to work smart. It's a lot of process. Like like success is not an event; it's a process, right? And a, a lot of people think that celebrities are like overnight sensations. They just got there just like that. But it the reality is a lot of them had to work really hard behind the scenes, and they had to have kind of like the the drive and the determination. But uh, but that's not that's not usually uh taking it into account you know right and you know i think a lot of times you know like they'll they'll look at like um 
child celebrities. And then they sadly, you know, some of them just go the wrong direction. Um, you know, people are like, oh, that's because they, they had too much privilege, too quick or whatever. And I think what happens is, you know, and this is just my opinion. I think what happens is a lot of times they, they were pushed by somebody else's dream. You know, it wasn't exactly their dream and they got pushed into, into doing that. And, you know, I mean, you can, you can look at, you know, just look at Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears, you know, I mean, they, they basically came up together in, in that world. And you see, you see where one went and where the other one went and, you know, everybody loves Britney and, you know, I do too, but it's. Justin ended up going into, you know, directing and producing and creating. And, you know, he, he just, he just went a different direction, you know, and, um, where Brittany, you know, she, she was still, you know, and I think still to this day, like, you know, up until free Brittany, but, you know, she was still forced to perform and, and kind of like do this puppet thing. Not that she didn't love it. But, you know, like it was forced on her instead of being, you know, her passion and her desire. So I think that's why it's so important to know what your true passion is. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't dive off of somebody else's passion and, and push because, you know, you're going to hold resentment. You're, you're going to, you're going to find the first out and you might go in the wrong direction, you know? So you got to, you got to do what's good for you. So uh, regarding passion, I had, a, I had a question. So what do you think, what do you think should people do in order to find their passion? Because I feel like a lot of people are working in uh, their jobs and even when they're trying to like do their, or, like start like a business, they're not really passionate about it. It feels like they're almost mechanical and robotic in, in uh, doing so. I would say so for 90 to 95% of the people. So what would you tell most of the people on how to find out what their, why and their passion is? How would you advise them on finding that? Okay. Well, I, I love this question because I, I actually just talked with somebody last night and, you know, they have, they have the nine to five job. They, um, they're happy, you know, but it's not, it's not what drives them. It's not the thing that, that they want to get up for in the morning. And we had this conversation maybe like two years ago and I am so proud of this person because in the, in the two year period, they have made it to where they're still doing their, their full-time gig, you know, they're still doing their full-time job, but in the process, they opened up a nonprofit, which is where their heart was, their passion. And, you know, they're working it, you know, they, they can't put everything into it just yet, but they are working it. They're working the steps and, they're out there and they're making a difference. And I think a lot of times when, when you are solely focused on, you know, like, I think a lot of people have it wrong when they, when they think about money, you know, I, I, I want to be, I want to be rich and I, you know, I want to, I want to do this for the money, you know, like they make really good money. So that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I mean, money's a great tool. You know, we all, we all, I think know that money can make a lot of great things happen. It can give you financial freedom and, you know, stuff like that. But if that's your drive, um, that's really the wrong passion to have. Um, if you're not out there making, trying to make a difference in the world or impact other people um, by sharing your message or your skill or something, um, I think you might have it wrong. That's just my opinion, but I think you might have it wrong. And uh, you need to rethink, like, how, how can you make this world a better place? Because I, I, I believe that that's, that's the whole point of life, helping people out and leaving this place a little bit better than the way I found it. No, totally. I, I actually agree with you because I feel like a lot of successful people, like th this is the pattern that I've noticed. Some most successful people, they have this passion and they follow their heart and then they find a way to monetize it. And then it doesn't feel like work at all. Whereas for most people, they're focused on the money, but in the process, it's, it's just not working out, you know, because they don't have that drive or motivation when things go tough. Because a lot of times in business, it's going to get tough eventually. There's going to be these lows. It's uh, kind of like a valley kind of low. And 
most people will not get out of it because they didn't have that passion or that why that is going to push them forward. Yes. And if I can, that is something that I, I just heard, you know, over the last year with somebody was saying, passion is not something that you just enjoy. It's something that you are willing to endure. And that, that resonated so much with me because when you are building something, there are some really hard times. I mean, it, it, it gets scary there and there's, you know, you live in a state of discomfort on a daily basis when you're, when you're creating something and you're trying to make this huge impact and you have to, you have to get comfortable with it. I mean, I planted my flag there and I live there in discomfort, you know, but it's, um, it's so amazing to hear. It's not just what you, you care about, but, but what you're willing to endure because you know, when you, when you think of, um, you know, something that you're willing to endure the pain for and still love it, that's something, that's really something. No, yeah, totally. I know like in my own life, there's a, there's large periods of uncertainty and I have to go through a lot of endurance periods where things might not seem right, but I, I still have to go through because I know what my why is. I have this vision in my mind. And I'm going to accomplish it no matter what. There's this, there's this almost like a mad determination, but it's, it's difficult to have unless you know your why, like mm -hmm. why you're here, what's your purpose and all of that. Right. I totally agree. I absolutely agree with that. So Tia, uh, you know that America, there's a saying that America is the land of the free at place where dreams are made. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? I agree with that. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I, I think again, it comes down to, you know, I grew up with the mindset and the parents that told me, you know, I can be anything that I want to be. And I think that that's a beautiful thing to teach their children. You know, um, some people might disagree with that, but I really think like it's so important for parents to let them know, like, you know, in America, you can be anything you want to be, you know, and be happy with it. So it's, it's funny. I think that, um, you know, socially it makes it a little bit harder because, you know, the, the celebrity status has become like such a thing where people are like, oh, I just want to be a celebrity now because, you know, so-and-so is on, you know, TikTok and, you know, they're, they're making tons of money just by posting videos every day, you know, um, that's so true. <laughs> it does happen. I'm not going to lie. It does happen. But again, you don't know the work that so-and-so is putting in to make that happen. And trust me, you know, a lot of my stuff has to deal with social media too. And it's a lot of hard work that goes into that. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, just because, you know, they post some video doesn't mean instantly I mean, I, I, people I, 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 just throw and cash at them, you know. I, actually, speaking of that, like, there's this, like, video of this thing called The Island Boy and uh, about these two guys that they just became instantly famous. And right now, the Gen Z, they think that that's how you're going to be, like, rich and famous. You just do this video and it becomes a viral video. And all of a sudden, like, now you're famous for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> You find that crazy, or like, what do you what do you think about that entire like viral sensation, or like virus? I I know it's and it's funny because like there is it, you can sit there and try to say that there's rhyme and reason um, for things going viral, but there's not. It, it's um, you know, it's one of those things where it, I think it kind of comes off like a sloop and it, it becomes like a chain reaction. You know, you ever see that? Um, I think there was a video about it, but there's also like a, a picture that was going around like during the pandemic where it's like a pack of matches and all the matches, like one lit and then the rest lit, you know, it does happen. Like there, there is. But Tia, I mean, like the, oh, the audience wants to know like a magic formula for going viral. Everybody wants to go viral. You know what? I did, <laughs> I did a video on, I did a video on cinnamon like uh, a month ago and. <laughs> that ended up going viral for some reason on Instagram. And like, I have no idea why. No idea why. It could have been the song that I picked. It could have been, 
the fact that I made it, it looked like I really know how to play drums. I, I don't know, but um, yeah. I mean, I, for, I, forget about going to the moon. Forget about like, forget about finding the cure for cancer. This is the new thing that scientists are going to look about. How to have a viral video so that everybody yeah. can be famous, right? Right, exactly. But I do. I think there's yeah. some... I, did you ever hear yeah, the story? Our, look what our culture has come down to. I mean, we, there was a time where we used to like want to find cure for cancer, like just do all these inventions and all that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There are so many more important things. That is true. And I'm not, again, I'm not going to not because, you know, I do rely on it, but um, it is one of those things where I think that it should be praised again for, for you know, kids that want to be firefighters and police and you know construction workers viral. like how can like, you go I'm just kidding it, but I'm, I'm just saying i think that it really should be applauded because i think that it's so important to realize like um especially like trade jobs they're so important they really are so important we need them you know no, I, um, I agree with you but i feel like they're unappreciated and there's not enough gratitude for these jobs because like they're they're the things that you do every day it's only when these people walk away in mass and that's only when society will start valuing these things because yeah firefighters doctors like they're the ones that actually make society run at the end of the day right but it's and you're saying just how you said that though like it is it's um it starts with it starts with one standing up and saying hey let's Let's applaud these people again. And then all of a sudden, two people, three people, and then it goes viral. And it, that, that's really how it works. It's a, I believe it's a vibration, honestly. Um, did you ever hear the story? Um, it was like, um, it, I don't, I can't remember it like verbatim, but um, it was like this, um, this like uh, breed of monkey, it was, um, was, on one one part of the island and then um i think somehow it like the other half ended up on another island and scientists went and they just you know they actually like watched them and it was funny because what happened was what the ones were doing on this island within two weeks then on this island they started doing the same thing like the same habits and it was it was really wild to see because there was no interaction, but it was a vibration. And that's what they called it. The vibration happened across the, the ocean or whatever to make them do the same kind of patterns. And I was like, I think that's what happens with humans too. We do something and it becomes a vibration and we end up doing the same kind of patterns. So who knows? <laughs> well, you have to get Dr. Larry. <laughs> no, definitely. But like as a continuation of this, right? So, you know, a lot of people, when they think of the American dream, they are thinking, they're thinking about, uh, they're thinking about either the white picket fence or in this case, like a lot of times, like the celebrity lifestyle. But according to you, what do you think is the definition of, like would be the definition of of the American dream? I think the American dream is um, knowing that you can have it all but you better know what all you want. And I think that that's important because a lot of times people, you know, again, they want the fame. They think they want the fame until they have it and then they have to see the work that goes into it. And it's a lot of work. Um, They think they want it until they see, you know, how, um, you know, secluded certain things can be, you know, when um, you're out there in public, you you have to be very aware you know, that you're out in public and you have to kind of have like a support system with you, you know, because you, you just can't, you can't just go walking down the street, <laughs> you know, like people think you can, but you really can't. Um, you know, so it's, it's very interesting who um, people's minds think they want certain things, but, you know, you really need to be sure. So like my American dream, you know, to, to be able to do my business, help people in the process. Um, you know, be financially, have that financial freedom and be able to help people. I think it really comes down to the, you know, five or six things in life where, you know, um, for me, it's, you know, uh, my faith, my family, my, you know, financial freedom. Um, Also, what do I, you know, uh, 
I, I love that you're saying this, Tia, because a lot of people, like, when, when, it, when it's come to the American dream, they become so superficial. And it's the reason why I'm asking you, where I'm joking around with the entire celebrity thing, mm. you know, because they've lost what their true value of what it means to be Ameri like an American is altogether. It all came down to your fate yeah, it's, uh, and things that were of death. You know, that's how it used to be. And then somewhere along the line, uh, people just got distracted with, because there's not much to do. Like they have all this abundance. America has become the richest nation in the world. So what happens when you have the, when you have now first world problems, like the third world problems are taken out of the equation. Now you just have to think about all of these things. But right. I, I like that you're saying that it's all about fate and family and essentially all, all of these deeper things. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, helping other people, philanthropy, joy, you know, wisdom. These are, these are the things that matter. You know, these are the things that keep you growing. And honestly, I, I think, you know, I'm a huge uh, believer in you have to keep learning every single day. You have to, you know, because what's the point if you're not learning? No, totally. Uh, no, yeah. totally. I mean, learning is an important part of growing altogether, right? And right. if you want to reach somewhere in life, you have to learn and you have to grow. You have to get educated in the field that you want to, uh, that, that you want to achieve altogether. So, so yeah. So Tia, you know, in America, you've noticed over a number of years, there's been a lot of deterioration, in not just like the financial sector, but also in family and government. Where do you think America is headed and should we be optimistic for the future? I think, yes, we, we should be optimistic for the future because I think that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, um, you know, are kind of sick of the way things have, have kind of gone into, you know, just everybody's walking on eggshells about everything anymore. Um, you know, the pandemic really, really caused a big change, I think, for a lot of people where, you know, you got to remember, like, people, they lost, they lost family members. They they lost these freedoms that we thought we had, just, you know, even going out to the store or whatever. And some people, I mean, losing all human contact altogether, that's major. Like, that is, that is one of the worst things that could possibly happen to somebody. I mean, it is proven that, you know, a baby within the first 20 hours of being born has to be touched or they'll die, you know, like that is a fact. So, you know, to go two years without having human contact, that's, that's been really, really tough mentally on this country, on this whole entire world. So I think um, with the deterioration, I think a lot of people have had their fill and they're like, no, I want to get back there. I want to, I want to tell people that I love them. I'm telling strangers I love them. You know, I mean, when I go out, I, I think it's so funny because when I go out, I, I am so, um, I guess kind is the word for it, but you know, I'll like, I'll, I'll see somebody. I'm like, hi, how are you doing today? You know, I, I am such a greeter and I try to spread that, that joy to somebody else. And I, I will tell you about 80% of the time since I have ventured out, um, the personal laughs, the laugh at first with surprise and then. They will engage in the conversation, but I know that I took them back, you know, like they were so taken aback by, by my approach and my kindness and everything like that, because, you know, just think about two years ago, people were fighting over toilet paper. So, you know, <laughs> I remember that. That was so, uh, I was so ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't, I, I, I thought, I thought that that was proof that the world is going to end, you know, because if you're any fighting with toilet paper, oh my God, you know? Yeah. And it is, it's, um, you know, there's, there's a theory, it's called the broken window theory. And I, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but basically the whole theory is usually in regards to like neighborhoods. So if you go into a neighborhood and it has broken windows, people think, oh, these people don't care about their neighborhoods. So we're going to trash it. We're going to put graffiti. We're going to, you know, do all these things. But if you go and fix that window, it will reduce crime. It will reduce, you know, um, negativity in general. And I feel like that works not just for neighborhoods, but that also works for people in general. 
I think that if you go in with a positive attitude, you're going to get one back. It's, you know, treat people how you want to be treated. It goes back to common basic skills that we learned, you know, in preschool years, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated and you'll, you'll get that same kind of respect in return. And if you don't, well, then a lot of other people get up in arms at the fact that you didn't get treated with respect because you were giving it. And, you know, that, that, that single person that was being the jerk is new, you know, put on, on the spot. So, you know, just be kind. I know it sounds, sounds corny or whatever. No, it's, it's really, it's really, it's a really simple thing. What are you, what are you just saying? It's just that people don't do it in practice. I mean, I, I think, I think on a certain level, people want a lot of people, it seems want drama rather than just like. Just uh, just like doing the simple thing of treating others as they would want to be treated. Right. Yeah. So I do have hopes. I do have hopes for America. But I think that people really need to, um, you know, get out of their own way in the process. You know, step in. Practice self-care, not selfishness. You know, it's really what it comes down to. And I, I think people need to know when you practice self-care, that is not being selfish. It is not. You are allowed to take care of yourself. You don't have to take care of yourself. But be kind in the process to others. Speaking of self-care, Tia, can you tell me and the audience a little bit more about tips from Tia.com and uh, and the premise of how it got started and just the entire thing altogether? Sure. Um, yeah, well, the way it got started, well, uh, let me tell you, it's a site on um, health, beauty, lifestyle, home, and um i have like different buckets and you know like some some tips are on relationships some are on work um we we boldly went in the direction of doing sexual health too um which i was kind of hesitant on but i think it's important to have a source for people to talk about things that could be embarrassing you know or they they you know, it's a reliable source. It's a trusted source, um, you know, and I wanted people to be able to feel secure in going and finding the correct answer on certain things. Um, so that can be found. We, I mean, it's not heavy in that content, but, um, you know, it's, it's got a little bit of help for, you know, alternative, uh, natural ways to go instead of always going for, you know, Western medicine. But, um, you got to remember, too, that, you know, we, we consider it also an entertainment site because we're not doctors. Um, you know, yes, we have done our due diligence and, you know, done the research to make sure, you know, this this is appropriate. But, you know, always, always, always check with your doctor first before trying anything that you read on the Internet, anything. <laughs> and, um, you know, because... The whole problem was there was a lot of information out there. You know, we're, we're, what did I hear? It was a meme that said, you know, we are inundated with, inter uh, we're inundated with information, but we're a society searching for wisdom. It's just, that's really what it is. I mean, there's just too much information out there and who knows what's real and what's not. So um, I know, I know I ask that question all the time. Yeah. It, and it's, it's scary, you know, like, um, so one, like one of the ones that really got me was, um, you know, how to get red wine out of a carpet, you know, and like the answer is put white wine on it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like my, my head hurt so bad reading it. And I was like, that's awful. Like how many people are there with like now a bottle of white, like pouring it on the rug. And it's like, oh, that's, that's so wrong. Like, it's just terrible. Don't do that. Um, and I'm telling your your viewers, like, don't do that. Uh, so but, fake news is not only just a political thing. It comes down to wine as well, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that was the big, I, I would say that was big first fake news, actually. You know? <laughs> oh, but um, so how did it get started? Um, I've always known tips somewhere. You know, I have a filing cabinet in my brain that just kind of locks this stuff in. So I've always been like a treasure trove of being able to help people life hack things. Um, you know, when I was a kid, my, my friends would call me MacGyver. 
you know, I could, I could, you know, give me some duct tape and I could make anything happen. But, um, you know, it was basically, uh, back in 2012, I had bought a new house and it was crazy enough. It was like a new house, only like a year or two old. And I ended up getting very sick. Couldn't figure it out for a while. Um, in the process, I, I started having trouble with like memory and some of like my, my regular motor skills. It was really bizarre. Anyway, it turns out I ended up having mold toxicity poisoning from the house. So, which is quite dangerous. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before, but it can really, really mess a person up. So, um, you know, got the house remediated and took care of everything. And it was about six months of recovery. And in the process, I wanted to, you know, I'm a person that I have to, I have to keep going to, you know, you tell me something's wrong. I'm going to figure out the answer and I'm going to make it better. So, uh, to work my motor skills, I, I thought like typing was a really good one. And I, I was starting to forget some of these tips. So I started writing it down and, you know, I got a website and basically I thought my mom was going to read it. Like, Thanks, mom. You know, but um, in the process of me doing the therapies and getting better, um, I came to find out that it kind of blew up. You know, people loved it, and you know, I've had I had hundreds of emails coming in. You know, just saying like, "Hey, thanks, I appreciate this." Um, I think so, at, the, and, at one point you had about a million, a, mil oh, a million yes. visits. That, yes, that is yes. that is quite an achievement. Thank you. Yeah. So. Most there's so many websites out there. It's like really difficult to reach uh, that that level. So I'm pretty sure you were committed at whatever you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It, you know, it was really cool. And I did. I started out with like just quick tips. You know, like, um, you know, like to get, you know, the smell out of your sneakers, throw them in the freezer. You know, or, um. You know, I can only think of freezer things right now since I said that. Like, you know, get candle wax out of the candle holder, you know, put it in the freezer. But um, yeah, so it's like I had these really short, quick tips that were going on. And then I realized, like, no, I better start making it longer. Like, this is really becoming important to people and it's changing their lives. And, you know, in the process, then me, doing this to, to better my life, you know, I'm helping other people and how cool is that? And now they're changing my life. And, you know, what a, what a cool little circle that made. And, um, I, I figured, you know, I really had to start taking it seriously. And yeah, I did. I hit, I hit a million unique visitors, which was just astronomical. And, um, today I think we have, I think we're up to 90,000 subscribers. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Congratulations on that. I would definitely uh, recommend your website to my audience. Yeah, Thanks. I think a lot of people need just like tips on on just like different things. So, thank you. So, I appreciate that. It needs to be updated. We're, you know, it's getting a facelift, but um, yeah, the the information on there is good. You know, awesome. So, Tia, um, is there a is there a body of work or anything that you're doing right now that you want the audience to know more about? Oh, yes. Um, well, like well, again, right. Yeah, well, again, we're revamping the website. So it's going to it's gonna get a nice little makeover and all that stuff. So, you know, look out for that. And, um, but yeah, no, the link situation, uh, that's in the future. There is, there is um, you know, hopes. Because I write fiction. Um, I love writing fiction. That's like my, that's my other passion. Um and I, you know, that's, that's the one I do for me, I think. And it just, it gets my gears going and, you know, it's my little time out from everything else that I'm doing. So, um, you know, maybe one day I will make sure I release that to the tips from Tia people as well. But, um, the thing that I am getting ready to launch very soon, uh, is a voice program, um, you know, I started helping out a lot of different um, executives and speakers. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been in the TEDx world now for a little bit. And um, so I had people approach me a lot and say, hey, can you help me 
with, um, you know, projecting better or, you know, being more articulate and, uh, what an honor. I mean, that's, that's really a cool honor that, you know, they, they come to me with that. So, um, I'm getting ready to launch a course where I'm going to teach people how to find their natural voice. So I'm very excited about that. That is awesome. So Tia, how can the audience go to connect? Where do the audience go to connect with you and get to know more about what you, you're doing and reach out to you if necessary? Um, yeah, I love that. Um, so tipsfromtia.com is the website. Always can get me there. Um, and my email with that is just Tia at tipsfromtia.com. Um, but on social media, I'm on uh, Facebook, Pinterest, um, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and that's all tips from Tia as one word tips from Tia. Okay, awesome. Yeah, uh, Tia, I really appreciate that you came to uh, to our show uh, as a guest, and you're pretty much an extraordinary American and you've done entrepreneurship and uh, you're in the process of branding, and it's really unique, you know, relatively very few people are doing what you're doing. And we really hope that the audience get get inspired and start their own journey to attain financial freedom. Thank you. Yeah, you are I'll, extraordinary, Cosmos. Thank you. Yeah, we definitely want you back to the show. And I want to conclude this show by telling my fellow extraordinary Americans that there's an extraordinary within each and every one of us. And it's our duty to unleash it and awaken it. Until next time, bye for now. Hey there, everyone. Thank you for watching Extraordinary America. If you like what you see, please do subscribe to our podcast and share it with others. Remember that the best investment that you can make in your lifetime is in your own financial education, for it is knowledge that truly sets you free. Also remember that uh, your purchasing power is being diluted through inflation, and then the practical thing to do is to protect the loss of your purchasing power by investing in precious metals or the right cryptocurrencies. Also, never forget that you are an extraordinary American. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.